Admit all. Nice. Admit all. Admit mm -hmm. all. Welcome, everyone. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. Hello and welcome to Zenful Conversations. Can everyone hear okay? Awesome. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. I'm just going to put everybody on mute just to make sure that the audio uh, comes across well, and at any time you have com uh, questions or anything like that, you can just unmute. My name is Zen Jen Brown. I'm the host of Zenful Conversations. You can find us every day having Zenful Conversations in a private group for women. We're in our fifth year of these daily conversations. For time to time, we have guest speakers, and that's what we're doing here today. You can get your free Zoom link and all information on the offerings at zenfulconversations.com. We're here today with our, our guest, our special guest speaker, Dr. Darcy Lord. Welcome, Darcy. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I am too. Overdue time. Let me give you a little bit of information about Darcy. Ouch. Dr. Darcy Lord received her PhD from the Ohio State University in somatic education, which addresses the mind-body-spirit connection. She is an author, she is an author and speaker. And for over 30 years, she has offered programs, training, and resources that empower people to love themselves and live their higher good. She is exceptionally good at helping people remember that they are innately worthy of love and happiness and giving them ways to experience those things. Darcy believes deeply that loving that the loving, intelligent essence of the universe, or whatever you would like to call it, knows that we are already worthy, wants us to be happy, and is always guiding us in that direction. Darcy's joy is contagious, and her vision is to experience her own self-love and divine alignment enough to help uplift the consciousness of the planet as a wealthy, successful, happy, healthy, God-guided, time-affluent author, speaker, and entrepreneur, continually calling people back to their own highest good. Darcy says, it is my great joy and mission to help uplift the consciousness of the planet and call people back to their own higher good. I do that by empowering you to love yourself and live your higher purpose. Ladies, Darcy's in the house. And she welcomes your conversation, <laughs> your questions and your conversation. Darcy, again, you're so inspiring. Um, welcome to Zenful Conversations and thank you for agreeing to be here today. I'm so excited and I'm so glad there's beautiful people here live and I'm so glad there's going to be, I know you've got a group that's going to be watching recorded and what a cool thing you guys that Zen Jen has been having you guys together for five <laughs> years, growing all your good inside. I just, I'm super impressed and happy that you've been doing this. Oh, it's a lot of fun. You know, let me see if I could pin you that way help as well there we go and maybe that helped okay um i'm just gonna darcy uh i'm just gonna give you the floor yeah and, and let you let you start chatting i i love that that's really good so um you guys can you see um both jen and i like can you guys see kind of are we both sort of sharing because i don't want to be real little i'm happy to be side by side diane i see your beautiful face right there Am I big? <laughs> you can only see you. 
yeah i can only see each of you at the different times when you talk all right so okay. what i'm gonna do right now oh yeah actually that's good then right thanks renee hi hey. um, um, go ahead so when i so talk, when I talk do i show up big yes all right sounds good um i'm super super happy that jen reached out to me and um when i give you the very first principle of self-love um which is to become aware of and care about how you feel uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about how awesome it is to have Jen and other fabulous yoga people around because it's a practice that helps you come back to who you are, like come on back. And I think as a culture, we haven't gotten a lot of that. So here's what I'd like to do if it feels good to you all. Um, I am going to give you the five principles of self-love. And this is exciting because it's going in my second book called Self-Love is Your Path. Um, and then we're going to dig into the first two of them enough so that you got something to like go with. And I so welcome your questions or your insights, or if you're like, I don't know, how am I supposed to do that? Or, oh yeah, I've already been working on that. Uh, cause it's hugely helpful for any of us, all of us here, whether you're live or whether it's recorded. So how does that sound to y'all? I can see Kimberly perfect. and an iPhone. Awesome. And Jen, perfect. So perfect. I did want to just start with a little piece. Jen gave some background and I'm so appreciative of all that. I did want to tell you guys a kind of a little funny, not so funny, but sort of funny. And you might relate to it in some way. Um, I'd always known that I wanted to do this thing about us loving on us. Uh, I came from an alcoholic home. And so my mom was always trying to stay sober, which was awesome. So she would go to counseling meetings a lot and AA meetings a lot. So I got sort of inundated with awesome, positive, practical spirituality things that was just delicious to my soul. And I lived near Ohio State University where researchers would come out and do research experiments on, on the, you know, school kids on us. And one of them, ready? We had to make these little signs. We were in elementary school and we cut out the little white pieces of paper and we wrote the letters I-A-L-A-C on them and tied them with yarn across our necks. And it stood for, I am lovable and capable. And what they taught us, I know, um, iPhone, I don't know your first name, or I'd like call you out and go, yes, thanks for that. Um, it just gives me goosebumps that I like, I'm like, that I fell into researchers doing research and they taught us about warm fuzzies and cold pricklies. Does, do you guys remember ever hearing about that? And the cold pricklies are the negative yucky sort of statements and the warm fuzzies are the ones that make us feel good. But they told us not only about what we give out, but also what we're giving ourselves. So if any of us in the classroom would say something to somebody else like, ew, you, you didn't do that right. Or even say it to us like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? They taught us that we were supposed to rip a piece of the, the sign off every time we did a cold prickly to ourselves or others, but then to also paste on extra paper when we do a warm fuzzy. Um, so I was like, this is the best stuff in the whole world. So I went to get my counseling degree and I was in my doctorate doing at the time, what was as close to positive psychology as I could to find something about, you know, that was about self-care and self-love. And when I got ready to graduate, I thought I was going to go out into the world for real and teach self-love 
and how it empowers us all to live our higher purpose. And that's what changes the world. And I shared that sort of at a yoga class that we all were taking together. And it was two weeks after the 9-11 attacks. And I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember like, wow. And at the end of the yoga class, and Jen probably does this as well. Sometimes do you guys kind of do a thing where you go at the end or make an intention for either the class or for sort of going out. And so this person said, the teacher said, anybody have anything you want to put in the center of the circle, you know, for healing and love and upliftment. And I said, I have a cool idea. Let's put, and I know now what they thought I was going to say was all the people who had family who died in the attacks, put them in the circle, but I didn't. I said, let's put Osama bin Laden, who, if you don't remember, was the bad guy. Let's put him in the circle so that we can put love and light around him so he remembers his awesome light of being because then it would never happen again. And the anger and confusion and the thing I hate worse, disapproval, came at me in this way. And I didn't realize that I was still looking for everybody else's approval so much. So I kind of sneaked back into my little cave and ended up doing stress reduction, which is awesome for years and years and years, instead of going people, it really is about self-love. Yes. Jen, what do you say about all that craziness? Yeah. Um, well, I love that you actually started out with a plan. <laughs> to do the, the, uh, the self-love. I just, I did it to save my life <laughs> and I just I got into it because of that. And I, what I share now is just, um, I just think it's amazing how it, how helpful it's been. I, I can't believe the power of it. Right. And then realize that it was that, that came first because I lost, um, I've been working forever to lose this weight. Um, and what happened was I decided to love myself first and then the, the weight kind of came off and everything else fell into place after that. And that's, that's really what needs to come first. And you don't realize that, but, um, wow, that's powerful. I did have your, your story. And I was wondering what brought you to that, because I think to be in this field yeah. or this area, it takes something. Right. Right. It takes something to get you here. Well, and it's funny. So a lot of it really was kind of the backstory with, um, you know, the alcoholism piece. So I was always kind of around that, a real positive spirituality thing. And then my mom had a um, counselor who told her about Louise Hayes, you can heal your life. And that was this, like, that's what I want to do with my life, which is, and that book was all about um, affirmations, like positive self-talk and just Jen, what you, like what you just said, the power in it is just amazing. So self-love and affirmations and what I've kind of gotten to, which is why um, when you're ready, I want to share the five principles is because I find out that we don't really know how to do it. Now there's people that, that they finally, we go, yes, definitely. But we're not really, uh, we don't feel like we're allowed to say self-love yet because we almost feel like it's too fluffy. Do you guys, by show of hands, do you ever kind of have that like, yeah, well, I can't. Yes, it it sounds a little like 
but now at least we know we're allowed to say like self-care and self-renewal, but I want to do the same thing for self-love that like Brene Brown did with vulnerability. We'd never be able to talk about vulnerability out in the world, except she was like, this is really what happens. And so that's what I want to do with, can I give you guys these principles that I think are wildly important? Jen, does that sound good? Yeah, go at it. Man, so here are the five things. So when you go, I think self-love is important because your soul knows it is, your heart, we know it is already. But then when we're like, I don't know really what to do with that. Here are the five principles. And I don't know if you guys can see it in the chat. If you can't at the end, I'll kind of put it in there again. But I have I have this for you. It's just this gift of, ooh, yes, the Word doc. It's a PDF of that. Um, and so it gives you some juice to hold on to it. And here's the five principles of self-love. The first one is, I always hate to say you must. You get to become aware of and care about how you feel. That has to come first. Number two is make your own inner guidance your highest authority. Oh. Number three is offer yourself kind words and kind actions. Number four, practice both self-compassion and self-celebration. And the fifth one is a big deal too. You get to hold yourself accountable, which our brain likes a lot. Like, yes, I'm on the mush doggy train and let yourself off the hook. So I want to start with the first one because it's where it's got to come from. And then Jen, jump in if you want, because all of your work is so tied beautifully to all of these, but particularly the first one. The first principle is to become aware of and care about how you feel. Now in your, in, in yoga and in meditation and in breathing and, you know, in any thing that's like an embodied practice, we kind of learn a little bit about going, Hey, how am I doing? How am I doing? But it's impossible to practice self-love you guys without actually having it be a practice that we turn in and go, how am I doing? That's the first half of that. And then we have to care about what we find. Can you guys imagine if there was like a, you know, maybe like a, a toddler or a puppy or a kitten or somebody that you really held precious? And imagine you're sitting in the room in front of you and imagine that they're hurting in some way. Maybe they're really tired, but you know that it would take your help to like go say, come on, we're going to lay down. Or maybe they like, maybe they hurt themselves. And so they skin their knee and they need somebody to love on them. Or maybe they're just wickedly mad. Now, can you imagine if you had the capability to help nurture and love them in some way. Feel how your heart goes like this, like, of course. Oh God, of course I would care about that. And even if you can't fix it, you care about it enough that you would do what you could. Does that make sense? And the reason that matters is because I think so often in a culture that says, just keep going, just keep going, keep going, keep going. I think sometimes we forget that even in the midst of all our self-careless, 
oh my goodness, just open to the fact that the first principle is for you to go, I'm going to become aware of how I feel. So right now, as we're talking, check into your body and check into your emotions. And, and truly with a real beautiful, simple question, just kind of go, how you doing? And if you find something that you go, oh, well, that's, I'm a little too cold or gosh, my shoulder hurts. I need to rotate it around a little bit or gosh, I'm really thirsty. I need to get a drink or, you know, I really have to pee. <laughs> If there's something you find that you can do something with, decide to care about how you feel. And here's my one little story for that. I don't have a story for every one of the steps, but a good friend of mine a couple of weeks ago said her son-in-law went walking. He was half running, half walking. He's a big exercise guy. So kind of type A guy. And a car drove past him. and her son-in-law did not like the music, thought it was too loud, thought it was the wrong kind of music, got himself worked up. And I don't know what he yelled, but it was something hostile, mean, negative, angry. I don't know. The guy got out of the car and jumped on him and beat him up. Now he's okay now. So I can tell this story. But what my good friend, Julia, who is a like-minded, she's a healer in her heart. She said, Darcy, my son-in-law is just angry all the time. And I don't think he even knows. But then what she said afterwards, and it gives, gives me goosebumps every time she said, and you know, I don't think he'd care even if he did know. When you hear the ridiculousness and the sadness of that, and you think I would never do that. I want you to think though, for you in terms of, are there times when you, you are too tired to say yes to another thing? Are you, do you need to excuse yourself and go do something? Do you need to do like what Jen was saying and find places within you and go, I care now enough about how I feel that I am going to work on healing those. Is that kind of making sense? It's kind I of a big it's deal. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It is just taking that breath and doing that. Yeah. And that's the pause. why the pause. your classes and, and the reminders in all of your different amazing yoga traditions. And I know you're a healing person and you've got energy and you know how to do that. And so Jen, the fact that you're teaching so many beautiful people to go, just come on back in for a minute. How is it? What's going on? Isn't that it's cool, you guys? It's our practice. Yes, because it can't be quick and easy and like we're done. It is a practice, isn't it? It is our practice, yeah. Does anybody have any questions about just the first principle of self-love that just goes, I'm just going to intend and I'm not going to do it perfect. I'm going to intend to start to become aware of how I feel both physically and emotionally. And then care about it. Just care. Anybody have any questions about that one? Any, any comments on it? Yeah. Yeah. I have a comment. Um, Tell me. And this isn't anything like 
wonderful or anything, but, and everybody will be familiar, but you went to say about people are being uncomfortable with self-love, right? Because we were raised that anything with self was like self-absorbed, selfish, right? There was never any really positive, empowering things around self. It was always like me, me, me. And that was always such a negative thing in society when you couldn't think about you ever. It always is pouring into other people and other people first. If there's anything left over, you can have the scraps. Right. Thank, tell me, thank tell me your first name. Um, Eileen. 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 Eileen, you rock. Thank you so much. And isn't that so true? And wouldn't it be great if nobody could relate to what Eileen just said? Wouldn't it yeah. be great if we we're all like this? Like, no, I've never heard that. Um, and what's brilliant about, <laughs> and you're right, people will turn their nose up at you. They'll, they might even get mad at you, like my yoga class sort of did for that kind of thing that sounded off. They might go, you're selfish. But here's what I want to ask all of us, me, Jen, all of you watching live and recorded. When you think about how good you are out in the world, how, how much of your love is available, how much of your soul um, calling you're listening to, how, how present you are with folks, how creative and empowered and intelligent you can work. When you think of how you are, oh, how your patience is or not with humans that you love, when you're really filled up already, how are you out in the world? Everybody tell me either with your eyeballs or your head shake, because y'all know what I'm talking about. Aren't you more loving and more kind and more tolerant? Um, the brain science, by the way, knows that literally we test higher on all the different types of intelligence um, when we ourselves are filled up. So you can hold quietly what I know that you already know, especially because you've been around Jen for so long and some of you around me. When we are at our best, that's when we do our amazing lightness of being out into the world. And what you and I know is when we keep ourselves last on the list and we wait for, like Eileen said, the scraps, show me with your hands. How filled up are you? Are you really filled up? <laughs> are you like all squished up? So what we know for sure, and this is actually brain science, but it's also just intuitively when we are filled up, you guys, we're so much better in the world. So you can keep this stuff quiet if you need to, <laughs> or you can just say, what I found out is that as I take really good care of me, I am so much better out there for all the people that I love and care about. And what you and me and all of us know is that that stuff goes out into the world. You're taking good care of you, you loving on you, me loving on me. It helps other people be inspired to go, maybe I can do that. Does that kind of make sense? So brilliant insight, Eileen. I'm so glad you brought that up. So the first one, when we're changing that story, because your heart already knows better, it's just a habit. It's just a habit. Flogging ourselves has been a habit for a long time. And if it serves us, let's keep it. For how many people does flogging yourself daily? Does it serve you? 
Does it fill you up? Does it make you change all the things you've criticized yourself about? And it doesn't, and we know that. That's not even rocket science. Just like when Jen said, Jen, you brought up that specific thing about weight, but think about it with weight and relationships and money, all this stuff so we keep flogging ourselves about, it, it stays stuck to us. That's a spiritual axiom. What we keep going, ew, 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 it keeps it stuck. I want to tell you the second one now. Are you ready for principle number two? Principle number two says, oh, you get to make your own inner guidance your highest authority. That's another thing that could really annoy other people out there because we are real used to making, back when we were little, our parents and our teachers and maybe our you know church folks or significant others. How many people just in, in your heart or in your gut, both of them, when I say, oh, it is a most awesome self-loving thing and empowering to everyone for us to learn how to make our own inner guidance, our own highest authority. Even if it feels awkward or uncomfortable or new, can you feel that thing that like goes, yeah, can you feel that? And that's a practice too. Yes. It's a practice too. Jen, what's one of your favorite ways um, for you to take note of or commune with or be open to your own inner guidance or highest authority or the still small voice or if the words y'all doesn't matter, but that place that already knows within you. Um, what's one of your one or two of your favorite ways that you can get in there? I like rituals a lot. I like rituals a lot. So I have a couple different rituals that I like, but I, I recently bought myself a kid's playhouse. How cool and, is that? Um, I, will, I will show it to you. And I've been going in here recently and- um, I love your sparkly heart. <laughs> Thank you. That's it metaphorical, is. Ed, really. This is my little playhouse, my little oh. kid's playhouse. Oh, it says nourish. So it, yeah, so, um, so I, I don't have it quite set up yet, but. Um, I love it. You here. guys, is that so cool? And it has, <gasps> it just has some of my things in here, you know? Oh, it's beautiful. Did you make that? No, I got it. <laughs> it oh, no, I mean, the, no, I mean the painting. Did you no, do the one of one of the ladies? One of the ladies, Brenda Robinson, is a um, an artist, and she gave that to me for my birthday a couple few years ago. It says, "Take the time, anywhere, anytime. Take time to breathe, or something to that effect." But thank you that's for one of my that. favorite so spaces lately. And going into your space, yeah. Rituals have become quite important to me. Um, but you know, that's a that's a practice as well. <laughs> I would say that really, honestly, being with my ladies, you know, uh, we've been having these conversations for five years now, and yeah. a lot of the ladies have been there the whole time. And, and awesome. there's a lot of communication because a lot of us do yoga together. We do the workshops together. So I think the ladies have helped me uh, maybe more than I've helped them, to be honest. 
with so me for you, and all of that. Those awesome connections with other beautiful souls and your ritual. And even I, I just know for sure um, that the practices of yoga, the practices of um, embodied practices are other ways that we can sort of just kind of take note um, of those things. You guys, can we do a short, a short practice that is just a, a quick, easy dip your toe in into the principle number two of making your own inner guidance, your highest authority. Is that good? Yes, um, so often when I do stuff with people, people go like this, like, uh, I, I don't know about intuition. I can't really hear stuff. I don't know. I'm probably just making it up, but then in like the next breath, they'll go, um, Oh, you know what? I did remember that time I got that thing. Like I really needed to call so-and-so. And then right when I called, you know, she said, oh God, I really needed to talk to you. Or, oh, you know, when you're at the store and you have your list of things to buy and then you're like, um, no, I'm not getting the orange juice. I, I already have orange juice, but your little thing goes, get the orange juice. And you may or may not follow it, but then you get home, you needed the orange juice. So we have these, these, Eileen, were you going to say something about that? Okay. So we all have these, they're just these moments that we're like, we know a thing. What's cool is it can come to you through your bright mental body or an emotion or a little chills that you go, Oh, I feel that through my body. And so here there's a zillion different ways to come back to going, Hey, what is my inner guidance saying? And uh, it doesn't even matter what you call it, but let's do it right now. It's just one little baby, easy thing. It doesn't matter what you get. But it does matter that you look at it and be like, okay, I heard that. If you have something to write with, it's cool. And if you don't, that's okay. We'll just do it sort of up in our head. Everybody taking a big, long, deep inhale and exhale all the way out. And just with the intention of coming back to yourself for a moment, another big inhale. Exhale all the way out. And then just casually ask yourself, what has my soul been trying to tell me lately? Don't make it a big deal. Hey, informally, hello, beautiful me. Hello, beautiful you. What's my soul been trying to tell me lately? If you have something to write with, jot it down. If you don't, almost pretend like you're, you know, writing it in cursive or in print, sort of like on your hand. So you really go. Did anybody get something that you are interested or willing to share, or at least if you're like, I got a thing, even if I made it up. Jen, will you do one? Yeah, who? come on, somebody has one, no? Anybody have anything they'd like to share here? Well, I don't wanna keep jeopardizing, but I'll share something with you happened to me this week. Okay. Um, I was in the restaurant with my husband and we were having lunch and I looked over, there were two gentlemen next to us. I looked over and the phone, a phone was left on the table and they had already left. 
And normally I would just be like, oh, the waitress will find it, whatever. But there was a little check in my spirit and it said, grab the phone, run out into the parking lot. So, I mean, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't chase after people in the parking lot, but I did. <laughs> I, found him, I found him and I gave him my phone. When I went back in, um, we asked the waitress for our check and she said to me, those gentlemen that were sitting next to you, they picked up your lunch today. You know, it was just kind of like a check and balance in, I got an affirmation back, you know, that if you listen to it, not, I would have got rewarded anyway, but I felt like I had a, I just thought that was really cool how that all happened. Oh my God. It's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love what you called it. It sounded like you said you had a, um, a check-in with your spirit. Like you got that little check-in like, mm -hmm. oh man, that, yes, that's exactly. And so often I think we either squish those down or we don't act like, wow, this is really important. And I'm here to say that it's an act of self-love to even just be open and willing to notice that. And like Jen said, oh my goodness, it's such, it's such a practice because it's never like a perfect, but just practicing with like, oh, I heard it and I noticed it. And what's cool is you can even go like this. I'm annoyed and I'm not following it right now. But even if you're not going to follow it, let yourself be aware like, okay, this is an experiment because I heard this and I'm going to follow it. Or I heard it and I'm not in the mood. And either way, it's okay because it's going to give you such great evidence back. That was awesome, Eileen. Anybody else it. have anybody yeah. else have anything about uh, what you got when it said, "Hey, what's your soul been, you know, telling you lately?" Anybody else, Eileen? Thanks for sharing that. To me, that's uh, being. Uh, I love when I see evidence of being in the flow, and 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 part of it is all the divine flow and allowing us to be in that space. My husband was, my husband was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you just have to let me be, you know? Do you know what that was a perfect example of just right there? What you just said, Eileen. And I'm really, really glad you said it. Making it my highest authority. Do you know what I mean? And it is that it's, it's not always like the doves and the white light and giganticness. It's, it's, oh, that gave me goosebumps. I wonder if you can see that. It's these teeny little moments of going, okay, to that. Okay. To that. Oh man, bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing both of those pieces. It was, it was really, it's really cool. big. Yeah. Anyway, that gets me all excited. Jen, that did you have really something cool. else to say about that? Or no, I just, I, 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 to me, I just love that when we allow ourselves to be in that space, because to me, that's our natural state. Yes. And, and why I shared the little playhouse is because I think it's so important to, to give yourself space to even be aware. What is so awesome about you saying that is that it gives all of us permission to take note that like the way culture most of the time is set up, it doesn't yet honor those times and the places to go, come on back. So what a beautiful example, metaphorically and really, um, 
is huge. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to share? Go ahead, Kim. First, um, Dr. Darcy Lord, you should be a kindergarten teacher, right? <laughs> Tell me. No, you should. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have, you know, I know you just, you know, give me that feeling of being able to talk to people. You know what I mean? Yes. You have yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to just take that in. I appreciate yeah. that a lot. It's a compliment. Yes. So I have one. Um, yeah. So I had been, so I'm a nurse. That's my full-time job. And then I do, I'm also a massage therapist. So I do that also. So I was doing massage therapy. I was working at a place and kept thinking, I want to do something different. I want to do something different. You know, I was just yeah. in my mind thinking that kind of stuff right. for quite a while. And I was starting to get irritated because I couldn't think of what it was that I wanted to do. And I, I just, I couldn't, you know, figure it out. I kept trying to think and you know, writing it down, journaling, doing all this stuff, nothing was coming to me. And then finally I said, you know, you know, Lord, um, all right, um, I'm giving up. I have thought about it enough. I'm going to give it over, you know, to you. So you let me know, you give me a sign because I'm all out of ideas, you know, left it as that. Well, the next thing you know, I saw this one woman who used to be one of my teachers, a uh, massage therapy teacher. And I ran into her a couple of times, just talking to her, blah, blah, blah. Well, then next thing you know, you know, she sends me a, a text and she's like, Kim, you know, they need a teacher at the, at the school. And I recommended you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I never even, but yet when it came, to me like i never even asked for it or anything but when it came to me i was like that's exactly what i want to do oh god what a great story is that yeah and, and it just kind of fell yeah was it that awesome click like oh yep. oh man mm -hmm. so that's like one of the big ones do you know what i mean that's one of the kind of like the big ones but go Tell me, but I've been, yeah, I've been thinking about it forever and I just thought about it to no end. And I said, forget it. I'm just going to forget about it. You know, whatever happens, happens and it'll come to me or whatever. And then, you know, through this other person, yeah. you know, and it was like, you know, three different meetings of this person. And then they were like, oh, they said, I'm going to be retiring, you know, so I want you to, you know, take over. And I was like, oh yeah. And now it's, I'm into this whole other thing, just really weird. And I've had that a couple of times. Yeah. Oh my I God. That just is falls into it. Awesome. And, and, and I believe that the more we're open to our highest and best, because mm -hmm. that's highest and best for everybody. I think we start playing without even meaning to in some of these things and being kinder to us and listening to our, um, you know, for me, that, that inner thing is my inner guidance. It's the still small voice of God. It's the, you know, mm -hmm. place of the universe. And so what's cool is that you were like taking it out of the busyness brain. Right. Just, just tell me. Going, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
Thank mm -hmm. you so much for sharing that. Anybody else have any about that piece about the, like when you just go, if, if we're trying to make a practice out of going, I'm going to make my inner guidance, my highest authority. Okay. <gasps> hey, what is there for me to know? Or what's my soul been telling me? Anybody else have one or any extra from Kim? Yeah. Mm. What else? Anybody? All right. Does that feel good? You can put it in the chat too. That's great, Kim. Right. Yeah, man. And, and, and see, I think that it blesses, I don't think, what, what was that? Um, we bless the entire planet every time any of us listens um, to that inner guidance. That's the cool thing. So it undoes that thing that says self-love is selfish. Well, now I trust it more because before I don't think I really, you know, trusted enough to listen to it. Right. Um, but a, a couple few times, you know, things have happened that I've, you know, listened to it. And now I'm more trusting. So now when, you know, things happen like that, I'm like, okay, you know, I immediately say, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing or, yeah. Doesn't it feel just, good? Just like, yeah, just like I get the same signs with, you know, I should no longer be doing this. Right. Because it, yeah. it talks to us, that place yeah. in our soul, whatever you want to call it. That's why I like to call it inner guidance, because it's yeah. or however people label it. And and um, that's that's that cool thing about being like a, be a researcher. Like if you didn't listen to it, just notice, because remember the first principle of self-love? Become aware of how I feel and care about it. Did I listen to it? Did I not? What was the outcome? <laughs> that's mm -hmm. awesome. Do you guys feel pretty good about if you decide to use the second principle of self-love, which is just the willingness to make your own inner guidance, your highest authority? Y'all feel like, yeah, at least ish. I get that. Jen, anything from you, Zen Jen, about that thing before we move <laughs> on to number three? No, that's uh, that the only thing that crosses my mind is the, the straddling of the transition. To, yeah, you mean between the one, like a career or a relationship, or that, that like between one and the straddle. other? Yeah, the transitions. Can I say something about that? Because I think that's huge. Because you guys, I think that especially when we're spiritually minded, I think that we're a little bit afraid of that if we listen to what our soul is saying to do, and very often with, um, very often in this kind of community, when we're, when, when we're spiritually tuned and we're going, I'm wanting to live my higher, whatever that means. I think there often is a having to let go of one thing and whether it's a relationship or a job or the way I am with food or the way I am with money. I think there's already this understanding like, oh crap, sorry, but oh crap, I think I'm going to have to do something different. So I think sometimes we shut down because I don't want to hear it like, la la la, because I'm not ready to leave the job or the person or the habits. Does that make sense? But here's what I truly for real want you to hear. Your inner guidance is the place of the consciousness, the infinite bigness of everything. It's together with you. It knows that you're human and it knows that you have a human life to live. No more of this thinking something's just going to alight down and say, 
Darcy, quit your job and just go out in faith unless it's going to line enough stuff up. But almost always, it's not like that. Almost always, it's a little thing like Kim said. She was like, hey, God, it's up to you. And then Kim, you said yes to going and having a conversation with that person. And then you said yes again. And so I just want to say just as an experiment, and you're allowed to say this, you're allowed to go, hey, universe, hey, God, um, graceful. I need gr graceful transitions. I need next uh, I'm asking for that. I need the next step and that's all. So I'm just asking you to hold on in your heart to like, I already know there's a thing, but I'm scared of it. So I'm acting you to act like I'm a four-year-old and I'm asking you to give me the next and the next and the next, because that's how self-love works. It's not going to make you like rip a whole thing off if that's really hurtful. I just don't believe it has to be like that. I don't. Jen, that was such a good thing to bring up because there is that straddle. Like, how do we do it and when? That Tell is, a, well, I saw I saw one of your lives that you did and, okay. and you were talking about that. Just give me the next step. Right. Because right. when, like you were talking about, you have all of these things that even you want to do with all of your heart. Right. But... <laughs> there's a lot of life and a lot of things that we, that we want to give our love and attention to. But yeah, and I heard you say that just the other day. And, and that one thing was, was something really ridiculously small. It was, I was supposed to go get my light. Yeah. And I'm not like, metaphorical, like my literally like a dorky, go get a thing. And my head was yeah. like, well, that's not enough to get all this stuff done. And it's like, I promise you, the more you're being kind to you, you're going to hear that and you're going to be like, okay, what's next? Okay, now what's next? It truly, it, it's really, it's huge. So that's the doorway to even hearing our intuition, to even hearing it. Is trusting. And that goes back to that thing that says yeah. to become aware of and care about how I feel. Because I will Beautiful. start to trust it a little more. Oh, that was good. Beautiful. Hey, before, go ahead. No, no you go. please continue. Um, I, there's three other ones and one is kind words and kind actions, offering those to us, like we know how to do with other people. And one is that like, when do I hold myself accountable? And when do I let myself off the hook? Both are important. When do I do when? And the other one is, yeah, self-compassion when yucky things happen, but also self-celebration when I go, I got through my day, just that I got through my day. Yay me. And what I want to say before I go into any of the last, last three is Jen kept bring, keeps bringing up like, dude, it's a practice, right? And I'm like, yeah. And, and what's cool is at the top of your paper, when you get this, here's kind of the overarching thing about self-love. If you're like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know which thing. One is, I promise you that it's just a choice. And I don't mean just like, it's this all easy. I think we've been waiting to practice loving ourselves until either we love ourselves completely and feel like I'm all that, or until somebody else tells us we're supposed to. Neither of those are probably going to happen anytime soon until all of us are saying, yes, it's a thing. But I really want you to go like this. You mean even if I messed up a whole bunch of things today? And even if I feel whatever I feel, maybe I feel yucky and tired and gross in my body. Maybe I was a sucky mom or a sucky significant other, or I procrastinated on stuff. Or maybe I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so good today. I did so many things I wanted. 
anywhere in there. I can simply choose to start doing kind things for me. Jen, you just got some big bright look on your face. Tell me. Well, I get to see Brooke. Brooke popped onto the screen and made Brooke. me happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Hi, other people that popped on. So, so that thing that you're like, on mute, Brooke. You're on mute. I'll wait and see if Brooke wants to say anything. Still mute. <laughs> Brooke actually uh, brought you to my attention. Oh, thank you, Brooke. I don't know which Brooke you are. Do I know you? I don't I know, know why you can't get off mute. I retired go. about five years ago. Remember, Brooke? Um, <laughs> yeah. And see, I'm, you can't and I can't hear you sometime. I'm, I'm, I think I'm having lots of issues or it's a connection or it's the thunderstorm, but good to see you. Okay. Good to see you. It doesn't say your last name. It says B E Brooke B. Oh my God! How Ooh. awesome to see you. Bless you, you beautiful woman. Aw, <laughs> that made me smile too. Then, so just that <laughs> thing about like it's a choice. Go ahead, Jen. No, that go ahead, please. They hear me all the time. <laughs> no, but it's it's really such good stuff, and you're having this great nurturing community that matters so much. And so, uh -huh. you guys truly I, today on purpose just like go like this. Oh, wait a minute. I can choose to practice a few or even one baby self-love thing just because I can choose it. No more us going, I know I'll wait to practice self-love as soon as the culture tells us that's not narcissistic. Or a lot of times I think I, we, we wait until we feel like we're worthy or deserving of our own self-love, whatever that means. And that's cool, except there's such a divergent thing between what we think we need to validate loving ourselves and what we do to other people. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? And that's the third piece that's like, oh, Brooke, go. Well, yeah, now that you can see me and to build on what Eileen said earlier, yeah. that uh, we were always taught that that's selfish or thinking about yourself. It's also a gender thing yes. where if a man is more assertive and um, bossy, you know, he's organized and in charge and strong, but a woman, you know, had, it was a negative perception of us yes. if we weren't giving uh, to everybody all the time. So over giving. Yeah, right. It's true. And that's, that's why we get to actually put these self-love principles out there so that it's literally a conversation it's a new conversation because here's the cool thing we all know we totally know really you guys how many people raise your hand big and high if you feel like it's true that when you're kind and loving to you it makes you selfish or narcissistic i mean it's it's almost it's right we kind of laugh like well we know not but we're a little nervous about what other people will say but that's where principle number one comes in is to become aware of and care about how I feel and make my inner guidance, my highest authority. You guys, your inner guidance all day long is going to go like this. Rock on you beautiful, empowered woman being of light. Go do your thing in the world. The planet needs you and it needs us all filled up. And can't you feel the like, yeah, to that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We can feel it. Anyway, that's awesome.
I don't want to take up a ton of ton of time, but I wanted to give you one last little thing that the third principle of self-love is just to offer yourself kind words and kind actions. And when I talked about, there's three things at the top of the page that are sort of overarching. One is that it really is just a choice. You can choose to do it or not do it and it's okay, but at least go, it, it's just a choice. Like learning a language. I can sit around and go, I don't want to learn Spanish. I don't want to. Well, that's okay if I don't want to, but I'm not allowed to say, well, probably I wasn't supposed to learn Spanish because I don't know it. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. You got to practice it. And so self-love is just a practice, especially because like Brooke said, our culture hasn't gone, hey, everyone, especially beautiful, empowered women, love on yourselves and listen to your own you know, inner guidance. So the first thing is that it's a choice. The second thing, like Jen is saying, because this is so huge, it's a practice. It's never a perfect, it's never a you're done. And that's okay. I am a mess sometimes. And sometimes I've totally self-flog. And other times I kick butt and I'm really, really kind to me. <laughs> and just, you go, it's a practice. Think about people you love. How many of you sometimes with the people you love, are you like, I kicked butt. I was a really good lover. I was a real, you know, lover of them. I was a good friend. I was a good mom. I was a good human. Raise your hand if you're like, sometimes I'm really good at that, at, at being a friend and a, you know, and then raise your, raise your hand if sometimes you go, sometimes I kind of sucked at that. I was wildly impatient. I was kind of tired. So I yelled at them. I mean, does anybody else have that? Okay. Here's why we're glad. When I'm a dork to Chris or my mom or Nick, because I am sometimes, those are my like three tightest, beautiful people, you know? I don't go like this. Well, crap, it must mean I don't love them. I don't do that. I go, I'm going to try again better next time. I'm going to apologize. So do it for you too. If you have a day that you're kicking butt and you're being kind to you and you're doing like what Kim said, and you're, and Eileen, and you're kind of following your, you know, things that feel like your own inner guidance and you're choosing kind words, be really glad and be like, I did it. And when you flog yourself and you're self-critical, just go like this. Yeah, well, um, I did not love me perfectly today, <gasps> but it's a practice. And then the third thing I just want to say about that, about the overarching is if you're walking around like this, I don't really know how to do it. Use somebody that you hold precious in your heart as your template. What do you wish they would do? What do, kind of words do you use with them? So when you're trying to figure out, like Kim, when you heard that, like, go kind of talk to this, you know, person, or when you have things that you wish you knew how to do, use the other people and go, oh, that's, that's what I say to them, like to Nicholas today, he got some cool computer thing. And I hear myself go, man, I love when good stuff happens to you. And I heard that. And so then I go like this, because I'm a dork like this. I go, hey, Nick. He goes, thanks, mom. And I go, hey, Nick, now say, you say out loud, man, I love when good things happen to me. And he goes, man, I love when good things happen to me. So everybody right now, just out loud, go like this, man, I love when good things happen to me. Everybody repeat it. Go, man, man I love, I when, love good when good things happen to me. Because one of the pieces is just kind words and kind actions. And what I want to leave you with is to look in your eyeballs and just say, I know we got to go and just say, I hope something good happens to you today. 
every time you go to the bathroom and you wash your hands or you walk by a mirror, I just want you to look in your eyeballs and go like this. I hope something good happens to you today because that gets past all the self-critical, crazy voice. Um, just, I hope something good happens to you today. If Jen allows me to come back sometime, I'm happy to go over the other ones. I'm happy to give you guys good stuff. And I'm loving if there, Jen wants to pop in and if there's any questions and I can. Well, I want to hold on for another couple minutes unless you got to run. No, I'm totally good. I just don't want to. I just want to hold on a couple more minutes here because, yeah, I think that's very powerful, the looking into the mirror. Um, we do practice this quite a bit. Um, and these ladies are very dedicated to their self-growth and, and um, they're amazing. Uh, but I did want to touch on your book. Oh, yeah. I did want to touch on your book, if you don't mind. This is no. 52 Weeks of Relief is the book. Oh. And uh, would you mind reading one of the, one of the. Oh my God, I'd love you, to. You call it a provocation. I do call it a provocation. So somebody give me a number between one and 52. Unless Jen, do you want to, is there one that you have it in front of you? So tell me which one. When you look, Diane, okay. let's go ahead and pick a page. Pick up, pick up, pick a number. She's got one and fifty-two. Between one and fifty-two, you're on mute. There you go. Am I off? You're, you're on now. Hi, um, Diane. Hi. How are you? This is wonderful. It, it's you've made such incredible statements and things that I kind of followed but didn't put words to them so it's perfect and I'm going to pick 22. 22. 22. Jen since I've been doing all the blabbing do you want to read it? No go ahead want? dear. All go right ahead. do you want me to read they hear me they hear me enough let me tell you <laughs> they're here to hear you. Today. Not enough. I know God isn't she awesome and she I can feel incredible and this is the first time that i've like actually met her we've talked little bits you know on email and um right when she popped on just and we're not even in person i have this like oh such a loving oh empowered me. kind yes. no seriously so take that in truly i take i love when good things happen to me the truth is you can get with practice it gets rather fun you can get really good at it you can enjoy your quirkiness and you can learn to just love your happiness about yourself and what i really like is my age now permits me to to do that because like i'm old enough now there ain't nobody could be telling me how to act and behave i could be as crazy silly nice as i want to oh because man. i feel like i've given myself permission you know but that came with age for me Age and practice, I bet. And practice and practice, which the, well, practice age, the age has not caught up at all. Not even close. I know. You Look are so wild. <laughs> wild, Zenjen. You guys are a very, very cool group of humans. I'm just saying. And um, Renee is not usually with you guys. Is that correct? Um, well, she's been on a few things, but she's oh, not. So uh, so yeah, she she kind of. Uh, how yes, I've just, come. Just... I I've come to many, but oh. um, I I love it. But unfortunately, it's usually during times that I'm at work, so right. and right. during right. right. Yeah, I mean, she's been to conversations. She's been to yoga. She's been to 
She's been to quite a few things, but yeah. So all these humans are all your beautiful gang. I just love you guys. Um, I just love your feel. I love what you're doing. I love that you're practicing the important thing. Cause this, I swear self-love is what's going to change the world. I, I, I do. It's the thing. This is called right or easy. You guys ready? Oh, I picked a good one. <laughs> Here we go. I love Harry Potter. I was rewatching the DVDs and in one of them, Dumbledore, the wise, empowered, good wizard, says that it is time to do what is right, not what is easy. Oh God, I have goosebumps. This is obviously for me too. Thank you, Diane. I started thinking about how true that is if we all want to create beautiful lives we love. I can feel it in my gut sometimes. When you hear the word right, it's easy to think of it in terms of right versus wrong, morally right, or right based on what you think you should do. That's not what I'm talking about at all. When I think of doing what's right, it means what is right from the guidance of my own inner guidance, inner knowing, from my heart's alignment, from the depth of my soul. It is that which feels powerful, positive, light, and loving. I don't think doing what is right always has to be different from what is easy. I love when they're the same choice, <laughs> but sometimes they simply are not. For instance, Staying up late to watch TV or doing more busy work versus going to bed early enough to feel rested, happy, and excited about my new day. What is usually right for me is to go to bed earlier and feel more present, happy, and alive the next day. What is easy is to stay up later and just keep going. Another choice I find challenging taking a good chunk of my weekend to clean the house and do other chores versus going outside and doing something fun. Here's where it gets interesting. Sometimes what is right for me is to have my house look and feel beautiful by doing the cleaning. But sometimes it definitely is to blow it off and play with my family and friends. There's no blanket answer or situation that is always right because it depends on what sits full and present and right and real within each of us in that specific moment. Is this bizarre that this is the one she picked when we were just talking about inner <laughs> guidance? I'm just saying. Your provocation this week is to be present enough and courageous enough to ask daily, even with mundane, seemingly insignificant choices. If I were gonna choose what is right, Instead of just what is easy, what would I choose? Would I focus on someone else's behavior or decide to focus on my own attitudes and actions? Start a creative project or answer more emails? Stay late at work or go home on time? Work out or take the day off? Stay busy or take some time to meditate or simply breathe? And this is not about feeling guilty Feeling bad, guilty, or critical of ourselves when we think we've not made our best choice can feel like the easiest thing to do out of habit. But I feel certain that what is right is to be gentle, loving, and kind with ourselves, even when we do not always choose what serves us well. Ha! Oh, 
There are so many times when the choices seem so little that they probably don't really matter, but it is all of those little choices added up together that either lead us to living our highest and best, making a positive difference and helping to heal and uplift or not. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. The truth is we are good. The truth is you are good. You are worthy. You are capable of doing beautiful, important things. So this week, treat yourself like the magnificent, wondrous, courageous, strong being you are and ask yourself choice by choice, if I chose what is right instead of just what is easy, what will I do right now? And then watch how you make a bigger difference than you ever thought possible. Lovely. Lovely. So talking, we're coming from the book, 52 Weeks of Relief, Relief by Dr. Darcy Lord, Upliving, Uplifting Provocations for Stress Reduction and Self-Care. That book is available, I think, in multiple places. I did get it on Amazon. Um, does anybody have any questions for Dr. Darcy, Darcy Lord before we... Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us today, Darcy. It was lovely. And um, you mentioned that you had uh, a book coming out or soon to be released. I uh, have a second book coming out. I it's oh. still it's still in progress, and it's oh. currently called "Self Love Is Your Path." But in it's going to be those you know the five principles and kind of going into why they are a big deal. But I'll definitely share with you guys. It's definitely you know six months out. So. Um, looking forward to um we'll be looking for that thank you i really really sure. appreciate it and thank you for your awesome input i really um Absolutely. enjoyed it appreciated it anybody, uh, else? anybody else any last thing anything any any questions comments anything you'd like to ask oh good go ahead go ahead brooke you're just on mute Okay, thanks, Darcy. It's good to see you again. You as well. It was fun Wonderful. to see you. <laughs> Wonderful. 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 Hey, you guys, Jen's going to send out to you um, the, it's a little PDF that has the five principles of self-love. Um, and it also gives you a couple of little um, takeaway tools and you could just read it and do it. And they're, they're quite simple. Um, but this thing of little bits of practice, just little bits of practice and kindnesses. And I know you already know that because I know you guys are the choir. Um, and that's awesome because it just, as Zen Jen said, it just gets more fun. Yeah, oh, I forgot to tell you guys too. If you, um, Jen will send out my, um, website address and if mm -hmm. you go there on the top because i don't know how to just give it to you this way there's a it's like a 14 minute it's a self-love healing meditation it's really good <laughs> so if you go um if you click it the only thing that happens if you do it is it comes right to you uh, and then i'll have your email for my email list but you're welcome to opt out of that anytime and it's like one or two a week so i don't inundate um but i'd love to have any of you around that aren't already yeah on for sure for sure yes. i knew this would be a wonderful and empowering conversation. Thank you so much, Darcy, for joining us. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we share your contact information? 
I just really appreciate you guys being the choir about knowing that this self-care thing is not only not narcissistic and selfish, but it's literally what's going to help us change our own, transform our lives in the world. It's a big deal. And so thanks it's everything. For, it is. And so I, I'm grateful. And Jen, thank you so much for being the light that you are and for allowing no. me to come and be with your peeps. I'm, I'm wildly, um, I'm grateful. Just we're all walking each other home. Isn't that correct? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that all yeah. correct? So I will send out this PDF uh, and it's two sheets. And this is what she was talking about. There's the five okay. principles of self-love. That's what will be sent out in the replay when I send out the replay link, which would be tomorrow. Um, um, and Darcy's website is drdarcylord.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-C-Y-L-O-R-D.com, drdarcylord.com. And so take a look around her website. There's a lot to look at. You'll find various program offers, um, programs that uplift is what they're titled. There's coaching opportunities. She's got a great blog with some interesting entries mm -hmm. such as replacing hurry with inner calm and ease, how to let go so you can have what you really want and go at a pace that makes you feel good. And there's more, there's, there's tons of entries. You can also connect with, Dar uh, with Darcy on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash Dr. Darcy Lord. That's D-R Darcy Lord and forward slash um, you'll find Darcy offering live stream messages every Friday morning at 8 a.m. And you can join her as she reads chapters. She'll read a page, not a chapter, but a page uh, of provocation from this 52 weeks of relief. The 45-minute reading ends with a specific action step for you to put into practice for the week. So we'll send this information out and more tomorrow in the follow-up email along with the replay link. Um, please visit Zenful Conversations. To sign up for more of these in conversations where you get to ask the questions um in gratitude and love darcy thank you so very very much thank and you. ladies thank you always for your incredible wonder support and your questions and just for making this happen thank you all thank you, thank you. gratitude thank you guys thank, thank you. you deep gratitude namaste namaste namaste, namaste. namaste.